Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, if you want to listen to the full Burt Show every day uninterrupted, we got no ads on that thing. All you have to do is become a bonus BS subscriber. That's bonus Burt Show. Find out more at thebirdshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. Scaredest I've ever been is when I got a text at 5.30 this morning from Burt saying, hey, I'm going to miss today's show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, he's uh, our, our buddy's out today. He's feeling under the weather. He's got a sore throat and possibly a fever. So I'm like, don't bring that crap in here. So he's going to be mm-hmm. out I think today. something's going around. Kaylee had it last week. I had it over the weekend, and now Burt's got it. And now Burt's yeah. got Hopefully the that's where it stops. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Please. Please. <laughs> um, all right, so I have to share a little insight into what happened yesterday in the studio when um, the show was over <laughs> and we were all leaving. And so Abby stands up to leave and Cassie, what do you say? I said, tomorrow, don't forget, we're all dressing up for Halloween. Mo, in the five years you've been uh, you've been here, have we ever dressed up for Halloween? Not that I remember. <laughs> So, Abby, we were, like, waiting and prepared to see what you were going to come dressed up as today. And what are you? I'm Pete Davidson from that one SNL sketch where he's reporting on Taylor Swift. All I had to do was wear the same sweatshirt I wear every day anyway uh-huh. and just throw on a pink cowgirl hat. So, haha, losers. Yep, yeah. Now I just look like myself. You do. You do. Congratulations. Yep. You beat the system. Well played. Well played. Congrats. Yes. I ain't no rookie here. Yeah, no, you're not. Because, um, yeah, it's happened to a couple of Burt Show members in the past. We have done this, too. And they come up in, like, full costume. And <laughs> we, we just, it's... I know a lot of shows today, like you'll be watching TV, The Today Show, Good Morning America, live with Kelly and Mark. Like, they all go above and beyond. And we just never have. What you is, can see them, so it's a little different. Oh, uh, mm. well, yeah, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's Cassie? Uh, just myself, a witch. Except <laughs> <laughs> with a W. Your top looks like uh, something like well, a dental assistant would wear no. at the office. Dental assistants are the nicest people I've ever met, so that is a compliment. I know. I'm going to see one. Too. I um, no, I kind of I started feeling bad, <laughs> and I was going to wear this little. I love Halloween. I was going to wear this little Halloween top with black cats. My mom got me anyway, and then I was like, I'm going to throw in a witch's hat in case Abby's really dressed up, and then she doesn't feel solo because I felt oh, so guilty. That's so nice. We're literally an entertainment show. Isn't it our job to dress up? Is that supposed to be a witch's hat? No, it's like it's like a cottage core witch. It looks like Gandalf. It's a cottage core. Yeah, it's an Etsy witch. It's like a soft felt little hat. We're not doing the pointy hat anymore. Thou shalt pass. (laughs) Listen, I'm gonna put a spell on you, and you're not gonna like it. Um, Well, yeah. So, uh, mom of the year over here. I have volunteered for Jimmy's Halloween party today at his at his school. Um, Yeah, he's in he's in the two year old class. So you know, they're they're going all out for Halloween, and the kids are dressing up. And we had gotten a note saying, hey, yeah, kids are going to dress up, but make sure the costumes are easy to, like, maneuver and get in and out of because these kids, most of them still change diapers. Some are in the process of potty training, and you don't want them to be blazing hot at the school, so you got to think of that stuff. Well, tonight for Halloween, Jimmy's going to be a Tyrannosaurus Rex. He's going to be Jimmy Saurus, and this is a big, floofy feat 
giant belly, head, all this stuff, right? And I'm like, he can't wear this to school. And I'm realizing this yesterday. So we run to Target, and I'm doing some other stuff because I had to make party favors and um, the dessert for the Halloween party. So I'm getting my last-minute stuff, as one does. And I look at the costumes, can't find anything that he would even know what it is. And then I remembered months ago, as a joke, when I was slightly intoxicated... I ordered the Dumb and Dumber tuxedos off of Amazon <laughs> because my friend Amanda and I were joking that her son Asa, who's a brunette, and my son Jimmy, who's a blonde, could be Dumb and Dumber. They could be Lloyd Christmas and Harry Dunn. <laughs> and I still have that package. So I opened it up and I was like, it'll do. So Jimmy's going to his preschool Halloween party as Harry Dunn from oh. Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> That's amazing. Ain't that wrong, though, because he don't have the other one? So yeah. he's just dumb without the dumbo? He- <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that? <laughs> well, at least he's the dumb and not the dumber. Yes. <laughs> that is fact. Um, and I, if I remember correctly, I think Harry is the dumb. And Lloyd Christmas is the dumber. So, yeah, my son is going to his preschool Halloween party as just dumb. <laughs> because, hello, mom of the year. But, yeah, so and my husband is not super crazy about the outfit. And I'm like, what is the difference than what he wears normally? He, you know, put pants and a shirt and a jacket on him, whatever. Like, you can do this. It's going to be easy. So I'm just praying my husband, <laughs> like, mans up and gets the costume on Jimmy. And he, he looks cute for, he looks cute for class today. Are you still going to switch it uh, to the dinosaur later? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. He'll be dinosaur tonight, but <laughs> today he'll be dumb. Okay, <laughs> The Burt Show. Jackson, you you said you struggle with your costumes every single year. Yes, I do. And I'm just going to say I'm happy Katie gave me some grace yesterday because I asked her, am I supposed to dress up tomorrow for the show? <laughs> and she said, no. Oh, thank oh, you. Oh, so thank you, Katie. It was your perfect chance to get the new guy. Yes. I know, because I started kind of freaking out about it yesterday. But, you know, in sticking with that theme, I, yeah, I've kind of always resented and hated Halloween because I've always struggled so hard finding a costume to wear. And, like, you never want to be the person who, like, does the super low, low effort. No offense, Abby. Low, low effort <laughs> costume. <laughs> Work smarter, not harder, baby. <laughs> um, where people are like, ah, yeah, because, like, you know, people tend to go all out in their costumes. And so, you know, in thinking about what I want to be every year, it's like it like puts a lot of stress on me. And then when I think about it, like sometimes I want to do like the fun, cool, like, you know, relevant, trending pop culture costume, um, whether that's with a group of friends or, you know, with my girlfriend, whatever the case may be. And then I look around and there's not too many pop culture icons that look like me that have that cool themed costume of the year. You know, what did you do as a kid growing up? I'm I'm painting myself as a picture here, but I was like I I was like a ninja like seven years in a row. Are you serious? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No, but that like you know that yeah. kind of fits the mold a little bit better. Well, I think it's yeah it it's it's showcasing that representation matters, and that's you know we we did the Barbie theme for our um, Pride float just a couple weeks ago, and we all dressed up as different Barbies, and there was an Asian Ken. 
I was a little panicked about that. And then I found out that Simu oh, Liu really? ha- is yeah. the first Asian Ken that exists. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, you know, this is nice. And it kind of makes me realize and understands more of, you know, adding people of different backgrounds and diversities to, you know, major Hollywood films. I think about uh, for The Little Mermaid um, and Halle Bailey was, you know, yep. cast as Ariel, right? And I kind of just heard those stories in listening to the show and, you know, seeing the you know news about it and thinking like, oh, like, you know, that's cool, but not really thinking much about it. But honestly, today and yesterday when I was thinking about what I wanted to come on air and talk about here, like it made so much more sense to me, like why that happens about how these kids can see people and be like, oh, they look like me. Like, mm-hmm. that's really cool, you know? Yeah, I wish more people would realize that before they got on their soapbox about, you know, changing things and, you know, Change is good and diversity is good and representation matters and that kind of stuff. If if you listen to people of color and if you listen to minorities, like that's it's it's really important. Absolutely. Completely agree. And then like, you know, I remember especially when Halloween started becoming like a little bit more of a serious thing, which is kind of funny where like you stop trick or treating. But then, you know, when you're in college and older, you start going to like these parties and things like that. And, you know, again, people go all out for them. And I remember one year in college, a bunch of my buddies got up and dressed as like the guys from Peaky Blinders. Um, And I felt so not included. Really? <laughs> yes. Did you do it? Did I you? didn't do it. No, I didn't okay. do it. Because oh. um, it, it felt like we, like I'm not wrong. And it's like I wanted to. And I know like I'm it's not that serious. But did you ever feel like suspending reality and like just because well, no, because like that's why representation matters. But I mean, it's Halloween. You can be whatever you want. That's the thing is like you can be. But like in my head, it's like it feels like I'm trying to be something and then like I don't know like some I know that people would make comments kind of thing so like even really? if I dressed up as something as sim- simple as like you know I did a Mario and Luigi costume well Mario's not Korean that would be a little weird but like it's Halloween who cares exactly but I would have never would, thought anything about that me neither. people would like make comments all. really yeah. oh I hate that I know like what kind of comments like that's not what Mario looks like. Those people <laughs> need to go make comments in the middle of a busy intersection. I'm, I'm going to tell you what. I'll, I said what I, I said. I agree. <laughs> it's ridiculous because everybody is dressed up as something that they're not for Halloween. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it really makes zero sense. Fun fact, yeah. my son is not a dinosaur. Oh, yeah. no. He's not? Shocker. He is not. He is not a dinosaur. Is he dumb, though? For context, if you missed earlier, <laughs> my son is dressing up as Harry Dunn from Dun and D- Dumb and Dumber in the blue uh, powder, powder blue tuxedo. So <laughs> that, that ties it all together. You know what? He does have his mother's jeans. So every now and then, that does get showcased. <laughs> Well, I hate that for you. I do. But I'm hoping that we can, um, there's more representation. So there's more, um, there's more options when it comes to costumes. And also that you can get to a point where you can wear whatever the hell you want to and people embrace it rather than call you out for it. Exactly. There's two sides to it. And there hasn't been anything for me since Glenn from The Walking Dead. And that was years ago. (laughs) (laughs) The Burt Show. 
Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show Spooky Buzz. <laughs> Is quite the intro. Yes, it is. I think I might be a little too frightened to do e-buzz, but <laughs> y'all, I still cannot believe that Matthew Perry passed away two I, days ago. I know. When I'm going through Instagram, all I see are um, people posting um, old clips of him on Friends, and then I came across um, one Friends fan page, and they had like the bloopers where Matthew Perry was, you know, constantly making everybody laugh during scenes. Mm. And I was just sitting there like laughing out loud. And then at the end, it's like, ah, oh, he's gone. I know. It's I, so crazy. I've actually never seen a completed episode of Friends. And I swear, I've seen more of that show in the last two days than I have in my entire life. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, and, and it's great. Maybe this will actually encourage me to watch the full season. But it'll be hard to watch it and not have this sad context. So I'll probably have to wait a hot second. But the Friends cast is finally speaking out. I, I really didn't expect them to come out this quickly with a statement just because it was such devastating news. I really did think everyone would come out with their own individual statement. I was they, wondering if they were going to do a joint statement. Yeah. So they've just released a joint statement and it says, we are all so utterly devastated by the loss of Matthew. We were more than just castmates. We are a family. There is so much to say, but right now we're going to take a moment to grieve and process this unfathomable loss. In time, we will say more. And when we are able, for now, our thoughts and our love are with Maddie's family, his friends, and everyone who loved him around the world. And it's signed by all the members of the show Friends. I think that makes total sense. Yep. And I don't see how anyone couldn't respect that. No, I'm, sh I'm sure it is like devastating for them. I, I genuinely can't imagine the way they're taking all of this. Yeah, I think it's going to buy them a little bit more time to be able to take a breath, to take a step back, because the you already have to mourn the loss of a friend, but you're also having the entire world look at you and go, well, what do you think about it? Yeah, what are you going to say? What are you yeah. going to say? Yeah. Just, yeah, so I think we're going to give them, we should give them a break, um, let them grieve, and hopefully in their own time they will come out and, and say a little bit more because I am curious to hear their thoughts, but want to give the give them some time to take a step back. For sure. And then I also um, saw yesterday, and I this could be, who knows if there's any truth to it, but that Lisa Kudrow, who played Phoebe on Friends, might be adopting Matthew Perry's dog. I saw that too. Oh, Chicks wow. in, yeah, Chicks in the off, Office posted this, so it could be true, could, could not be true, but yeah. apparently he had a dog named Alfred and she's going to take him in. So it's really cool to see how the cast is not just grieving on his behalf, but also stepping up to help him in his time of need um i'm sure like his family is really feeling that too because there's awesome. just yeah when you lose somebody there's so much it's already hard enough losing the person but there's so many moving parts you got what do you do with their house and their belongings and you got to listen to the will and um it, it it's going to be a lot for them in the mm -hmm. next few months and they still don't have an answer as to why i mean we still that you know the autopsy is is pending as to cause of death I know. So hopefully that gives them closure. We're mm -hmm. supposed to find out what the cause of death is in a couple of weeks. It did come out inconclusive yesterday. So we'll find out in due time. Okay. Uh, switching gears here. Flavor Flav sang the national anthem and it has some of his <laughs> fans <laughs> divided. Mo knows exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, um, yeah. I'm going to play you this clip and I would then like for everyone to go around the room and give their take on how they felt about his 
performance, maybe the voice style. Were they showing the players' faces as he was singing, <laughs> like they did when Fergie butchered uh, the national anthem? Not in the clip I saw. Okay. I don't know if they. I hope they did, but in the clip I saw, they were actually using the same faces from when Fergie did it. Oh, they were. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody spliced that to those yes. two together. Uh-huh. Oh. So if that felt incredibly long to you, it's oh. because um, it was the national anthem is typically. One minute and 43 seconds long. Flava Flav's version went nearly three minutes. Oh, he's still up there. And he walk around with a clock. I ain't gonna wrap it up. <laughs> Legend has it, he's still out there singing. And so I'm, I'm sure you're wondering why is Flava Flav singing the ma- national anthem? Please. He tweeted, he said, it may seem odd for Flava Flav. I guess he talks in third person. Uh, he, he said, but I had family that served in the United States military, and I wanted to honor them. So you know what? Shout out Flava Flav. He did it. I, that's Well, there's many, many ways <laughs> you can honor your loved ones who have served. And that does not include singing the national anthem. But that ain't it. I give him kudos. That takes a lot of guts. Maybe not a lot of glory to no. get out there and do that, but by God, he did it. I think he was better than Carl Lewis, though. Oh, yeah. He was <laughs> better than Carl Lewis. He wasn't the worst. He did this. <laughs> Sadly enough, there have been worse. There has been worse. Roseanne Barr. She was worse. <laughs> For sure. You know, Flava Flav and I have something in common. You do. Mm-hmm. And that is? We were both sent Taylor Swift cardigans by Taylor Swift herself. And speaking of Taylor Swift. Wait, Flava Flav got a cardigan? Yes, and he was wearing it. Of all people? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's random. No, he got a cardigan because I think he went to her show earlier this year. Like he was oh. in the VIP tent. Okay. They're buds. Okay. He's a Swifty. I like that friendship. Yeah, I know, right? Okay. So speaking of Taylor Swift, did her and Travis Kelsey break up? I'm going to tell you about the social media post that has fans speculating on your next Evas on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. When I say I have been waiting for this audio... I have been waiting. <laughs> and it's going to be worth the wait. Hey. Hey. All right. So we did something called Terror Trivia last week where Abby had to go to a haunted house, which you love, by the way. Oh, it's just my favorite, you know, fall activity. On a scale of one to ten, how much do you hate haunted houses? I hate them. It's like a 15. On the, if 10's the worst, yeah. I Hey, haunted houses. <laughs> it, I just, I can't suspend the fact that they're fake just because I, I, can't either. I don't like being spooked. I don't like being surprised. It's not fun for me. I, my body cannot mm-hmm. process the fact that these threats aren't real because I have very high anxiety. Like, like if I go to Publix and someone comes up a little bit too close to behind me, mm-hmm. I get spooked. Yep, so. yep. You and I are the same yep. in that. So I, I feel your pain. So we had Abby go to a haunted house and she had to answer trivia questions in order to exit said haunted house. Lovely. So it's called Terror Trivia. Tommy, the evil Tommy, went with her and uh, he recorded the entire thing. We also have video that's still getting edited together. We're going to share that hopefully later today. Nice. Um, and, and go ahead and give him a shout out one more time. Where did you guys go? Uh, Paranoia Haunted House. Those guys are awesome. And this haunted house is awesome. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and let Tommy and Abby take it over, and we get to hear Abby getting the bejesus scared out of her at this paranoia haunted house. All right, Abby, here we go. We're playing Terror Trivia. You have to get five trivia questions right in order to get out of paranoia haunted house. You remember how I told you on the show they were going to be all Halloween movie-based? Yes. I lied. Well, f- you. <laughs> 
It's all going to be general knowledge that children know. So I'm going to fail is what you're telling me? Fifth grade and lower know the answers to these questions. So I studied for nothing is what you're telling me? Yep. Halloween? Okay, don't. <laughs> trepidation increasing. You see my hands? Abby is shaking. I don't understand how people do this for fun. I'm here because I just don't want to get fined. Like, I'm here so I don't get fined. Hey, All right, here we go. Terra Trivia. First question, who was the second president of the United States? I don't know. John Adams. <laughs> oh, my God. We're bumping in the body, swinging. All right. So at any point in time, so Cassie and Mono, we could pause it so we can comment on what's happening. Okay. So that was your your very first jump scare? Uh, no, I think that was after I was in the fetal position. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere in between then. If you were being scared out of your mind, like, do you know who the second president of the United States is? Yeah, John Adams. So you do know it. You just were too you scared. You just got the answer. Oh, I thought you said the answer to her. I misheard. She didn't know. <laughs> Where exactly are y'all at this point? You were like in the middle of the haunted house? Or did you just start? No, it was, we just started. Yeah, just started. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that, they, come, they come in hot because okay. they really want to get you started off on the scaries, but... Terrified. What is this, Saw 7? What is, what, what is going on? She was terrified. <laughs> sound like it. I was going to ask, was that one of the people working at the haunted houses, or was that you? No, nope, that's me. Okay, now no, we know. So I sound when I wake up in the morning. I just look in the mirror, and I'm like, ah. All of the screaming you hear is Abby. Okay. <laughs> you okay? Oh, something's on the floor. Something's on the floor. Oh, go this way. All right, here we go. Next question. <laughs> Oh my god! That was awesome! What are the three branches of the U.S. The judicial, the legislative, and the Statue of Liberty. So close, executive was the third one. You don't get credit for that. Alright, next question. There's a guy hanging and he doesn't have legs and he just jumped out at Abby and scared the crap out of him. Abby is still over. Abby, wait up for your next question. Is she running ahead? Yeah, she was. She would get away from me. There were points. <laughs> there were points where she would hide behind me, and there were points where she would try and run away from me. Yeah. I am keeping track because if you get five right, you're able to exit the haunted house. Like that's the whole premise of Terror Trivia. Right. You get these questions, you get five of them right, then you're free to go. Right now, you are zero for two. Yep. All yep. right. Okay, next question. The lost colony. What's the nickname of what colony? Oh, uh, Roanoke. Roanoke, she's got one. She's got more to go. Okay. It's all uphill from here. Oh, oh God. Going up some steps. Something just dangled down. Tried to grab us. Oh, my God. Don't touch me, bitch. There was a there was a part when I got into defense mode. I think I did threaten someone's entire family when they got a little too close to me. Hey, okay, do me a favor. Please isolate that. Family doesn't like me. This is the test. All right, Abby. This is the softball. You ready? Or should I say baseball? 
What are the two teams in this year's World Series? Oh, the Arizona whatever, whatever, and the Texas Rangers. I'm going to need the complete names of the teams. <laughs> the Arizona something backs, Diamondbacks. Okay. Arizona Diamondbacks and, and the Texas Rangers. There's two. One more to go. It's Terra Trivia. How you feeling? Can I be honest with you? I'm like miserable right now. We've <laughs> only got 25 more minutes to go. What? This is your next question. Okay. Who were the first two men to walk on the moon? Uh, Lance Armstrong and John Lennon. Lance Armstrong. Plus Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. This is a tough one. Okay. We're kind of in the dark here. What is the plural of moose? No, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. <laughs> Trick question, it's actually moose. Hey, look at Boogaloo calling all those meese. Oh, there's a body hanging upside down. She's got to bump into it. Next question, is Red, R-E-D, I know you love Taylor Swift. Yes. She had an album called Red. Yes. Is Red an adjective or a noun? No, I'm sorry, trick question, it's both. You still have what, two? Yeah. Two questions correct. We're walking by an autopsy. All right, Abby. Next question. Walking by an autopsy. What do you call a group of crows? A flock? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's a murder. What? A murder of crows. What do you call one crow? A, a, crow. Crow. a crow. An attempted murder. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> no, you didn't stop the whole show for that. She stopped the entire show to get that off. It was good. Fine. <laughs> Go ahead. You guys don't like humor. Back to I had the, to think about it for a second. Thank you. Back to Thank the haunted you. house. Still stuck at two. We're making our way through. I think we're maybe a fourth of the way through. Can you, can you ask me questions? I might actually get it right. Uh, there's a guy that is impaled that is flopping around in midair. In this title, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, what is the last comma called? Oh, 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 the Oxford comma. How in the hell did you get that? I was in journalism school, Tommy. Oh, look, we're going by For those that are just now tuning in to the Burt Show, <laughs> we are not torturing our newest co-host, Abby. She's playing terror trivia at a haunted house. Tommy is asking her questions, and she has to answer them in order to get out sanely. She has to answer five. She's at what score, We're at three. She's gotten okay. three so far. Two more, and you're out. Here we go. She keeps hiding behind me like I'm going to protect her. She's gotten three correct. Two more. What is a piece of land surrounded by water on three sides called? A peninsula. Damn. I'm from Florida, bitch. <laughs> Abby, we've reached the three-quarter point. How many do you have right so far? Three? Uh, I don't know. I, 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 you're supposed to be keeping track. I think you have three. Alright, next question. Which of the 
Did you really just do that, Thomas? Yeah. Did you know he did that? She was so in the scared. moment? No, because I'm I was in at this we're at the point where I got into defense mode. Yeah. And I was so far ahead of Tommy that I was just looking for every threat and I didn't didn't have the brain capacity Not to all, keep track. She was, she was getting them too fast, so you know I Okay, had to, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Keep going. I did just a score. Earth's four layers is liquid. No, I'm sorry, it's the outer core. We'll ask the next question when we get through here. It's a little quieter. Oh, we're going through a room with moving. A squared plus B squared. Equals C squared. What is that called? A- the Pythagorean theorem. Holy crap, you got four, right? Wow. Well, one more. Stop. That is five. At this point, she should be out of yeah, the haunted house. Yeah. You are a menace to society. Dang, I got the nerve to be asking math questions. But then you wouldn't hear the rest of it. Okay. Cool change. For every question you miss, no. we subtract a point. No. All right, here we go. She only needs one more point. Looks like we're in the haunted by you. <laughs> I'm going to join here and you scream. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Abby, you're shaking your head violently. Do you remember this part yeah, of the I'm having, house? Yeah, I'm having, like, flashbacks. <laughs> she was a witch. She was awesome. I think it was this woman. There was one woman that kept following us from room to room. Because if you if you know in typical haunted houses, they kind of stay within, like, a 50-foot radius of the, the place they're supposed to sit at. This one woman would not leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, the witch of Paranoia Haunted House, she was incredible. <laughs> Abby, here's your next question. On January 4th, <laughs> On January 4th, 1959, how many states were in the United States? 49, 48, 48, final answer, 48. I'm sorry, that's wrong. It was 49. You should have went with your first answer. Alaska joined the day before, Hawaii later that year. So that means you have three correct now, Abby. Three. Oh, it's a nun on the bed with a dead person. (laughs) What is the largest number that can be pronounced with a single syllable? I'm sorry, it's 12. Okay, Abby, you can get this one. How many months? I didn't even subtract there. Have 30 days. Five. No, I'm sorry, four. So close. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? The sound of give me the home to my cat. She came out. I can see was teeth. Okay, Abby, you're still stuck at three, but I think you'll get this one. Where did people go in 1848 for the gold rush? Oh, hang on. California. Yes! That's six points. Now you're at four again. One more, and you're out. not lost your voice at this point. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I have stamina. You do. I do talk for a living, so <laughs> just built up the muscle. Will you please teach Bart your yes. ways? <laughs> Bottle that up. Got cornered. <laughs> Move it. All right, we're four questions. You only need one more, Abby. <laughs> All right, Abby, you only need one more. Oh. 
question. Get this, Abby. It's the last room. This is your fifth question. You could get this right and get out. What woman made the first American flag? Betsy Ross. Yes, you did it. Five questions. Seven. Seven. Yes. I'm literally going to vomit. I'm literally going to vomit. I'm literally going to throw up. Give it up for Abby. Yay. Terror trivia champion. Yeah. Abby. That you are and making the flag, so I can remember that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so how, how, how do you feel reliving all of that? Honestly, I'm still, I feel like I'm back in the room with people jumping out at me. I'm, I might need to go home. I might need to go home to my cat. There at the end, <laughs> I couldn't, I forgot. She was getting stuff wrong and I was forgetting to subtract points. So I was like, screwed myself too. Well, I did have seven <laughs> correct. So, yes, you did. Congratulations, Abby. You are a survivor. I am, really am. That's how it feels. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas, make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you gotta have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. The Burt Show. So one Burt Show listener keeps getting DMs on Instagram with our past War of the Roses segments and she thinks someone's trying to tell her that her boyfriend is cheating and she wants us to find out for sure. That would be creepy if like all of a sudden in your DMs you just keep getting links to a segment and it's about cheating. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? You'd be curious for sure. You're, you're like, you, you have to be wondering like what kind of message is somebody trying to send to me? Mm-hmm. All right, so the email reads, Burt Show, I may or may not need your help. I have listened to you guys for years. I've always just listened. I've never called, emailed, tweeted, or messaged you all before. However, I'm emailing you now because an anonymous person told me I needed to. I've been with my boyfriend for almost three years now, and everything is great until the other day. I'd, until the other day, I'd say things are pretty perfect. I have zero reason to think otherwise. Yeah, we're both busy and don't get enough time together as we would like, but we're really happy together. At least I thought. About a week ago, I received a direct message on Instagram from an account that seems to have been created solely for this purpose. All they have done is send me links to your past War of the Roses segments. I'm going to pause really quick because I'm intrigued to know. Anybody listening, listening who has had a stranger slide into their DMs um, and do something similar. Like, you know, this account was created to pass on information to you. Like you were getting anonymous tips from somebody on social media. 1-855-BIRCHO, 855-237-8746. Again, all they have done is send me links to your past War of the Roses segments. Every time I respond and ask who they are or why they are sending me the links, I just get another one. This is kind of spooky for our spectacular. Yeah. Very. Then yesterday, 
I was sent your email address. I asked what the email was for, and the only response was, trust me, you should email them. Well, now the Instagram account has been deleted. I'm so confused because it seems this anonymous person is trying to hint at the idea of my boyfriend cheating, and I should have you do War of the Roses. Am I reading into that right? It appears so. I think so, too. If so, what confuses me is that I didn't really have any other reason to think that he'd ever cheat on me. But why would someone go to all this trouble to anonymously convince me that I need to test him? So, should I ask you all to do this? Or is this just some person messing with me? Whoever it is, is convinced that if you do a War of the Roses, he's not going to send you flowers to you. He's going to send flowers to them. And I almost wonder if we do it, it might backfire on this person and he could still very much send these flowers to her. And we'll never even know if they're cheating or not. It's true. And if this is a friend doing this, I, I kind of get it. Because typically you don't want to go to your friend with information like this unless you're like a thousand percent sure. So maybe this is somebody's way of, I think it's happening or I know it's happening and I don't want to be the person or the whistleblower. So let me just give you these hints and let you figure it out on your own. I, I think that's what appears to be happening here. And maybe maybe that maybe they are trying to send her a message. All right, so put yourself in her shoes. You're you're both receiving anonymous DMs uh, um, like this, not blatantly calling out your significant other for cheating, but you're obviously catching the hint, right? You've been with this person for three years. They have never once shown, shown any sign of infidelity. As she said, up until you got these DMs, your relationship seemed perfect. You get these anonymous DMs from a person you do not know. Do you even investigate or do you Mm -hmm. completely ignore it? This is a a situation where the smart thing to do and what I would do are two different things. Okay. (laughs) To me, the smart thing to do would be to continue being happy with your life. You have no reason to go digging for anything if you have no signs there already. Curiosity would get the best of me. I I would, because I would probably look at it like, well, what do I have to lose, right? If they're not cheating on me, then let me do it. And then I'll I'll have my peace. But if they are... Well, I'd like to know. So what harm is it in trying to find out? For me, the quote unquote smart thing to do would just to ask my boyfriend, hey, we're really happy. We've been together for three years. I've just kind of had this gut feeling that maybe you've stepped out on the relationship and just see how he responds. Now, most people are probably going to be like, oh, my God, no, I would never cheat on you. But I would at least want to try and handle it maturely before I go to a radio show. (laughs) You you think there's a guy that would go? Yeah. <laughs> so in the history of the bird show, yeah, yes, what the 20 plus years we have been doing this show, I don't think a woman has ever asked a man that. And he was like, golly gee, you got me. You got me. <laughs> Hear me out. Don't you, th- if you're trying okay. to cover up a lie, you don't think that you're going to flinch a little bit when that information's brought to the table? Maybe. However, I wouldn't accuse them of infidelity, like I'm like my gut or whatever, because if my husband came and said that to me, or if like it's my boyfriend of three years, I would be so so offended that he would even have the audacity to ask that question of me. Thanks. So another option is like actually receipts like go oh, like I have been getting these DMs. Somebody's trying to elude that you are cheating on me. What what do you think this means? Mm. So like you can actually like just blow the whole thing up. And again, what are we going to get? Mom? Of course, you, you're going to be he's going to play to be uh, offended. Just like you said. <gasps> 
How dare you? Well, well that was good. <laughs> that was good. Isolate that, Katie. Stop <laughs> back for a second. Why would I even ask you, Mom? It, it's usually not his first rodeo if he's going to get a lie off to you. That's how it goes. All right. So should I ask you all to do this or is this just some person messing with me? If you can sit there and not think of a single person, I, I don't know. Th- this would be pretty low for somebody to do this to you and to mess with you. That's a really jacked up thing to do. So if you can can sit there and honestly not think of a single soul who would mess with you like this or want to want to jack with you, then I want to say I wouldn't do it. But I was the girl that crawled through a doggy door <laughs> and broke into my 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 boyfriend's house to confirm he was cheating on me. So you've had lower lows, is what you're saying? Oh yeah, I, I was on the ground. That's as low as you get. <laughs> I was already crawling through a, through a doggy door. It's as low as you get. Literally. Um. All right. So yeah, are we gonna do it, fam? Uh, why not? Let's go get her the piece that she needs so she can put this to rest. All right. Hopefully. Or, or we could just show them the receipts, but, you know, that's a crazy idea. <laughs> Having a conversation with your significant other. That's so 90s. That's- <laughs> <laughs> Throwback. The Bird Show. We have saved our best ghost hunters investigation for last. Are we ready? Ooh. To end with a bang. Let's Always. All right, so our ghost hunters have gone to Candace's house in Greenville. She's living in a home where she thinks she can hear yelling and screaming in the night. Power tools turn on and off by themselves. Oh, hell no. (laughs) Hell no to the no, no, no. And she knows there are spirits in her home, but she needs confirmation. Candace, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, I hate to break it to you when we have you on. We are pretty much here to confirm, yes, you do indeed have spirits <laughs> in your house. As Bert has said to our uh, other two homeowners who have had the ghost hunters come in and uh, investigate their home, we don't bring you in if we don't have any good stuff to play for you, right? All right, so what we want you to do right now is can you give us a little history of the home and what you have been encountering over, like, since you've been living there? Uh, Yes. So I technically don't live there. I bought it a little over a year ago. Um, It's a historical home built in 1832. um, And I turned it into an event venue and I've been renovating it. And so I'm there all the time, every day, all day. And um, just some really crazy things started happening. In the beginning, I would be the only one in the house and I would leave and I would come back the next day and lights would be on and you know you kind of think you're crazy you're like did I leave that light on did I yeah did I leave that door open um so then I got hypersensitive to like did I turn that light off okay I'm gonna go through and check every light make sure they're all off and the next day I would come back and five or six lights would be on when you say the lights are on were they just on or were like the switches flipped the switches were flipped that's creepy so I would go through the whole house and even the bathrooms like so you think, oh my gosh, what's going on here? And I would, is every light's off. And there's probably 10 rooms in the house. I mean, it's, it's a huge historic home. Um, and there's a family cemetery out back, right? Yes. Oh. Okay, there, now I don't feel so bad wow. for you. Because you bought a house built in the 1800s with a family cemetery in the back. Girl, you are asking for this. <laughs> well, that's like, that's like, not um, victim shame. She's <laughs> <laughs> a guest in her home, right? Cassandra. <laughs> I call them the little Caspers because they're not scary. Yeah. They just do funny things. Um, so how many How many graves are back there? 
There are around 30 graves of family members, and then there are over 100 unmarked graves. No way. Wow. Okay. I was was thinking like two or three. Yeah, yeah. No. Maybe the power tool sounds are just them helping you renovate. Aww. Well, actually, that I think that's what happened. Um, the power tools are in what was the old cookhouse because they used to detach the cookhouse so they didn't burn their houses down when they cooked. And um, I have a great Dane that's 150 pounds, and he stepped into the cookhouse, and the floor was kind of rotted out, and it made a big hole. So after that, for three straight weeks until I had it fixed, the door would open and I have a huge compressor, an air compressor, and the compressor would flip on. No way. So I would go out and I would go, I have a barn probably three football fields away and I would go out of the house and go to the barn and then come back and the door, which is latched with the latch and a keyhole would be open and the compressor would be on. And I was like, how, at first I thought something, because it's a lever, I was like, something fell off the wall and hit this. And then by the second, third time it happened, I was like, this is not a coincidence. No, not at all. And then we need to talk about, um, because somebody did die on the property. Yes. uh, According to legend. Yes. Break down the legend. (laughs) And this may have something to do with the the screaming and yelling. Yes. So there was a maid named Sarah um, in the late. 1800s, early 1900s, who had an accident at night and passed away in the house upstairs. And um, you can hear screaming at night. And um, it comes from one specific room in one specific place. And it's very unnerving. And And you've heard this? Yes. Yeah. And the previous owner, they also heard this, correct? Yes. The previous owner had a, when, when, they originally bought the house. His daughter was six and was staying upstairs because there's a master room downstairs and then there's five bedrooms upstairs. So she was upstairs and she would hear it at night and then she refused to stay upstairs. So they made one of the living rooms into a a bedroom for her that was right next to her dad's. Because she heard the screaming Yeah, and she wouldn't stay up there. Oh, I don't blame her. And her dad, I mean, it was like, dad, I'm going to sleep with you or you're going to make room for me down here. Tommy, grab a microphone because I want you to paint the picture because you you said you went on this ghost hunt with the the Ghost of Georgia Paranormal Investigations, right? Yes. And and you said this house, like you, before you even walked in it, you knew that there were spirits in this house. Well, when I got the email and I pulled up the picture that Candace had sent, I said, yes, yes, and yes. (laughs) It looks like a house straight out of The Conjuring. And it's a former plantation. I don't know if she said that earlier, but now it's an event space. But this house is creepy. So again, nobody's living there. You're just going to use this. But it's nice for a wedding. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is great for a wedding. I don't want to run her business off, but it's a huge property and it's got several houses. And she told you about the the graveyard in the back. Yes, yes. All right. Well, Candice, obviously we got your submission and we sent the ghost of Georgia Paranormal Investigations out there. Ed was there as well as Tommy. um, And they did what they do best. And we do have results. Wonderful. Uh Boy, do we. (laughs) We've yeah. got EVPs. We've got disembodied voices. So, yeah, you you made the, the Halloween Spooktacular show, which means your stuff is going to be some of the best stuff our ghost 
paranormal investigators were able to achieve this year. The main event. You are the main event. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Be excited. All right, so let's hear some of these ghosts next on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Candace didn't need us to tell her her house is haunted. She knows her house is haunted. We're just going to doubly confirm with the spookiest of audio we've received from our Ghost of Georgia Paranormal Investigations team. Ed, welcome back to the studio. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Happy Halloween. All right, so Candace, we were uh, recounting that as you walk through this home that was built in 1832, that you've turned into an event venue, that lights will come like you, you're, con- you know, constantly going around the house, seeing lights that have been turned on, that you know you've turned off, um, that there are power tools going off that you can hear, like the ghosts have been also working on the house alongside with you. But there, um, oh, and then the woman, Sarah, who passed away in the home, and you can hear her screams and yells upstairs. I think that one, like, you know, is a cherry on the top. Um, but two other things we need to get to before we get to your, your ghost audio Something about a plate and a pair. Then also there's a child, a ghost child on the premises. Yeah. So there's a second house um, on the premise that was brought way after um, in the early 2000s. And no one had lived there in like 20 years. So I had to gut and totally renovate that house. Well, I had a plumber there and the plumber was redoing all the pecs underneath the house and um, I pull up and he goes, oh, hey, I heard, I heard you come about 15 minutes ago. Where are your kids? And I said, no, I, I, I literally just pulled through the gate and came to say, hey. And he goes, no, no, no. Someone was running through the house laughing. And I was like, um, I, I know that I, I, my kids aren't even here. Nope. And uh, he was like, oh, OK, because he said, I don't I don't believe in that. Like, that's crazy. And so about a week later, he was under the house finishing up and he heard the same laughter outside of the house. Um, and he said, I hightailed it out to go look around to see if there was a kid or like someone who had came over and was playing outside. But my whole property is gated with 10 foot fences all around like rod iron still. So no one's getting in or out um, unless they have the the key or the code. Um, and he was... He, he has mouth just dropped open and was like, I couldn't, I, there was no kids around. He's anywhere. a believer now, isn't he? He's a believer now. <laughs> <laughs> and then cool. shortly after that, in the main house, I have these really old, like, tea, tea um, sets. And one of the coasters was on the floor, and I have these golden pears for mm-hmm. decoration. And a pear was put on top of it, like someone was playing with the food and the and the tea saucers in the middle of the floor in one of the rooms. Wow. And um, yeah, I, I was there the day before. I was the only one in the house. And the next day I came back and I was like, what? So somebody, well, at least they're just like, like you said, you don't feel like an ominous presence. You no. just feel like they're kind of there watching over you and they're just kind of like hanging out. Yeah, like causing mischief, like, yeah. you know. Like you're, you're like your typical little Casper. You're right. All right. So Ed, who is from Ghost of Georgia Paranormal Investigations, we have him in year after year. This is like our seventh or eighth year of having Ed on. Um, we've we've said we've saved the best for last. Would that be accurate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to let you take it from here with how the investigation went. Okay. Uh, well, we'll start off with the EVPs. I mean, the investigation well went well. We had some things happen besides the EVPs. What did you uh, think of the home? 
I'm going back. Yeah. <laughs> I want to spend the night yeah, there. Yeah, we want to spend the night. Yeah, well, maybe a couple nights. You know? yeah. it's, it's, it's a very beautiful property. Yeah. It's very large. got several buildings on there that mm-hmm. we like to investigate. The house she's talking about, we want to communicate with the kids if possible. Uh, kids' laughter is always an upbeat thing, so we, we like to hear that. Um, but, yeah, it's a beautiful place, and I would recommend going there. Uh, if you're not afraid of you know, some spirits running around, uh-huh. <laughs> Candace was a very good host for us. We do appreciate all her help. And anyway, can we get to the EVPs? Absolutely, please okay. do. Well, this first one, we're trying to verify that they're real. So we ask the question, are you real? And we get the response, I'm real. Are you real? Well, that was kind of, it's very at the it. end. Yeah. Are you real? Right there. Ooh. So, yeah, for people that don't know, you're the EVPs. You're playing um, like a radio scanner really, really fast. Correct. And then you'll hear words pop up when you ask the ghost questions. Right. And that's what you hear the static is the white noise yep. coming off the box. Now, the second one's very interesting because is it mixed in with the voice? So you have to listen carefully. But two of us uh, heard disembodied voice and it was a cough. I heard it with Brian and myself just there at the beginning, and I forgot who else, but somebody else heard it too. And then this EVP mixed in with the talking, you hear a cough. Well, listen to our reporters. I'm going to isolate the sound. As soon as you asked the question, you heard a man's voice. Yeah. Is it fake? Right. Yeah, it's very Well, listen to our reporters. I'm going to isolate the sound. As soon as you asked the question, you heard a man's voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next one, uh, wherever Tommy goes, he seems to be making spiritual friends. <laughs> Uh, in this one, we get uh, Tommy. Like I said before, we're not here to harm you. We're not here to get rid of you. Ooh. Did you hear there at the end? I did. Like I said before, we're not here to harm you. We're not here to get rid of you. Not as clear, but yeah. Yeah, um, but we got it a couple times, so maybe the next one would be clearer. Uh, on this one, we weren't sure if it said it is or this is. If y'all listen, you let me know what you think. Somebody screams upstairs. We think it's coming from this room. Can you tell us who that is? That like Somebody upstairs. screams upstairs. We think it's coming from this room. Can you tell us who that is? That does sound like upstairs listening to it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. You can't. <laughs> Candace is trying to cheat. Look well, at I us. was kind of, I was like, does, is it saying Sarah or Sarah? Well, we thought, like, it, we thought it said it is or this is. Yeah. No, it didn't say Sarah. No. Um, okay. On the next one, we asked, well, what are, is your name? And we're hearing it's Bart or it could be a dog barking. Can you tell us your name, please? <gasps> That's a dog. That sounds like a dog. Can you tell us your name, please? Regardless, there was no dog. Maybe that was his name, dog or something. On the next one, I can't remember the question, but we got the response of four. Is she here? Or that one. Wow. Yeah, I think we were asking about Sarah or or, or anybody else that might. Or the little girl, the little girl maybe. Maybe yeah. she's four. No, I think we were asking about Sarah because we were still up in that room. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Next. Uh, okay, and we asked a question. Well, how long have you been here? And you could hear ever real clear, but 
right before you, you hear a faint change in, in the sound. So it could be forever, but it sounds like ever to us. Tell you what, how long have you been here? Yeah, that was a little harder to make out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, you have to sit there and kind of listen to it. Yeah, I bet time. you do. Yeah, you listen yeah. to him repeatedly to figure it out. Yeah, and Tommy's friend's back on this one, calling his name again. Can we say one of our names? <gasps> okay, so Tommy, did that freak you out? No, I love it. <laughs> that happened last year, too. They like you, man. I guess so. Well, we had a time down on that one. <laughs> Okay, and we asked again, you know, what is your name? And we get the response, Joe. Can you tell us your name? Yeah, you're all listening to it, trying to figure out if he said Joe. Can you tell us your name? Yeah, unfortunately, that sounds kind of mechanical yeah. more than, but, you know, again, Listen to it over and over again. Go to your podcast page and mm-hmm. where you post it. Uh, the next one, we got uh, busted on it. Can you make that flicker? Mm. Mm. I don't know what they do. Can you make that that one sounded a little more sinister. I don't know it why. Did. Yeah. It did. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess they couldn't do it, so they were busted because they couldn't get the energy up to do it. Uh, and the next one is a good one because it says you hear them. Okay, so that wasn't an EVP. That was a disembodied voice. Well, actually, yes. we were packing up. You can yeah. hear all the noise in the background. And, yeah, it just didn't come off the box. We didn't have the box going. And yeah. it just, like... You hear them like it was like a whisper. Wow. Yeah, and and they're listening to us pack up. Hey, okay, Joe. that is hella creepy. <laughs> does that answer your question, Kristen? Yes, it yeah, does. Okay, that, that, that yesterday. That one takes the cake right there out of everything you've played so far. It sounds like they said terrified or Sarah. If you listen to it, like, what do you guys think it is saying? It sounds Good. like you hear them. I, no, I know, but it sounds like they're whispering the name Sarah to All right, me. listening in. I hear, I hear them say, you hear them. Oh, okay. Yeah. But sometimes, I mean, everybody's hearing is a little bit different, and that's why we pass all our EVPs around everybody in the group to get their opinion. And what we hear the most in one EVP is what we pick out. Uh, yeah, you can, can kind of hear the S at the beginning, but... We still, you hear them. Now, on this last one we got here, I was in the kitchen packing up by myself, and it's right before you came in, and I heard a voice, okay? And I thought, she had a little device on the counter. I thought it was an Alexis or something like that. So I asked, I said, does that speak to you? And they said, no, it's just a, what was it, a... um, it was a Wi-Fi extender. Wi-Fi. He was trying to talk to it. I'm like, that doesn't... No, <laughs> that, I thought it was trying said, to talk to it, me. Is it, does, is it an Alexa? I said, no, that's just a Wi-Fi extender. It was late. Anyway, um, what we hear in EVP is calling my name. <gasps> yep, yep. Somebody whispered it. Yeah, unfortunately... I would have responded back, but I didn't know what they said at the time. I just heard the voice. And there was, there was actually one I think we skipped, the one that says, yeah. 
I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead and play that one. Say what? Is that you? Oh, that was quick. Oh, that was, yeah. Say what? Is that you? She was ready. Yeah, yeah she couldn't. She couldn't wait for to speak, you know. And then that, you know. Anyway, they came through really clear. They're very friendly. They want to talk with people. Uh, you know, you go around. I guess you talk to them when you walk in the house. Yeah, because it, it kind of feels like. You know, if someone's following you around all day and you don't talk to them, it gets kind of weird. And I'm there all the time by myself. So I'm like, hey, just me. Just hey, here right. to do something today. <laughs> One last thing. So a few days ago, Candace hits me up. She sends me a picture. And it's a picture that I think was ghost related because... She has this really cool chessboard, like one of these nice things you'd see at Restoration Hardware, but it's like really old. It's really antique. And I pulled out the drawer wanting to see the chess pieces, and it kind of flew out, and all the chess pieces went all over the ground, and they're plastic, and they're hollow. So I pick them all up. I put them back in the drawer, every one of them, close the drawer. Candace sends me a picture. There are two pieces on the board. Oh, <gasps> I checked with everybody that was there that night. Nobody did it. Nobody's been in the house since we left. Oh, they like to play chess. And and I found out they were there before we even started the investigation. So it happened while we were there. You have to try and play chess. <laughs> I'm serious with what with the ghosts, with the pieces. That's the same room that the pair was put on the plate. The exact same room. Wow. You got to do it. Yeah, set up a board and make yes. a move and then see if they move and then just go uh-huh. back and forth. <laughs> oh, my God. How fun would that be? We need to make a note to ask them if they like to play chess. Right. Does that, uh, it's that room, can you spend the night in that room? It's that. It's the blue room. The blue room? Yeah, oh, okay. at the front. I mean, you could lay on one of those sofas yeah. if you wanted I'll bring, to, I'll bring a sleeping bag, you know, if I have to. Well, Candace, congratulations on having the most haunted house this year for the Burt Show Spooktacular. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's the Burt Show. The Burt Show. Burt Show Q99.7. Abby, you were a little bit of a celebrity at Atlanta Jacksville. Atlanta Jacksville. (laughs) (laughs) Atlanta Hartsville Jackson Airport. That's how it felt. On a list of people who felt the most famous on Friday, of course, Taylor Swift was probably at the top of the list with her re-release of 1989, but I was close behind. Is that so? That's how it felt, at least. So if you are not ingrained in Swifty culture, Taylor Swift releases cardigans with each of her new re-recorded albums. And How did the cardigan thing start, by the way? Because she has a song named Cardigan, so she released the cardigan, and then... People look crazy for said cardigan. People get crazy for it. And so she hadn't been promoting this new 1989 cardigan, and so people were like, oh, it doesn't really go with the aesthetic of the album. Maybe she's not going to do it. Everyone was really bummed. But everybody still really wanted it because you want to complete the collection. You know, you don't want to have seven albums that all have matching cardigans and not have one for 1989. Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. No, no. You got to complete the collection. So on Friday, I had to catch a flight to D.C. So I zooted out of here around 10, 10. I'm driving home. And then I get a text from Cassie. She said, Abby, we got we got a we got a package from Taylor Swift. You gotta come back. And so I turn around. I do like a U-turn in the middle of the highway. I'm skirting into the office and I come upstairs and beeline straight for the package that was at my desk. And I open it and in there 
is the elusive cardigan that nobody knew was coming out. So I was freaking out because I saw nothing on social media. And you would know, like Swifties would know if this was in the pipeline. Swifties would know if it had come out because I we sit here on our computers. I look at Twitter. So if it had been released, I would have gotten some kind of alert. So I'm sitting here like I'm sitting on a hot piece of information that Swifties need to know about. So, of course, I throw it on. I post it on TikTok and it goes mega viral. I probably have over a million views on all my videos combined and the Swifties were freaking out because Taylor hadn't announced it. No big celebs had posted with this cardigan. Typically, she sends them to a bunch of big celebs for promotion. And so, like, as far as I know, I am the only person on this planet with this cardigan. So I throw it on. I head down to the airport to catch my flight. And you would think I had just won the Super Bowl or something. <laughs> I had girls coming up to me being like, is that the 1989 cardigan? Where'd, where'd you get it? Did you get it off Etsy? And I said, no, girl. I got it straight from the hands of Miss T. Swift herself. Did they believe you or did you have to show them the card she sent you? No. Well, I think some people had seen the TikTok. That some people came up to me and they're like, I just saw you on my For You page and here you are at my gate. And I'm like, I know. And so <laughs> It's me. It's me. <laughs> the illustrious 1989 cardigan girl. Again, nobody except me has posted about this cardigan as of this moment. So I get on my flight to D.C. I'm kind of assuming that... Nobody on this flight knows about this because we're going to, you know, going to Capitol Hill. It's a bunch of political losers. So I sit down in my chair and, you know, the flight takes off. I'm sitting down and the two people next to me looked very buttoned up, very much like they're lobbyists or they work in politics. They're wearing Navy blazers and button up shirts. And I'm thinking they have no idea that they're sitting next to the only person on this planet that has the 1989 <laughs> cardigan. They have no idea that I'm more important than the president right now. So the the snack the the um, flight attendants come up the aisle with the snack cart and they're asking us for our drinks and uh, our drink orders and what snacks we want. And when the woman next to me went to go grab her ginger ale or whatever she ordered, her sleeve rolled up and on there was a stack of Taylor Swift friendship bracelets. And I look at her and then she looks at me and then I look at her wrist and she goes, is that the 1989 cardigan? And I was like, yeah, girl! You see it. <laughs> you see it! Respect the merch! I thought she was just some random senator here. And here I am sitting next to this very covert-looking Swifty. And so I, I got it. to tell her about the card that I got from Taylor and how I didn't know if anybody else had it. I... I was a little nervous that I was going to get taken off the PR list because I was a little worried I like broke the secret because nobody else knew. No, they sent you the box. So, they, I mean, yeah. at they, that point, it's free to wear. They want you to post about it. Yeah. <laughs> but people were in the comments like, girl, you're going to get in trouble. I'm like, no, I'm not. And then people like Flava Flav started posting. Yeah. Wait, back. After you. <laughs> after me. Yeah. I was the one to break the news. And, and, you know, all the other important people. But I felt very cool to be the first person for about two hours to have this very illustrious piece of merch. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank Congratulations. you. It's a big deal. All right. So is Cassie an a-hole or did she find a wipey loophole? That's the question. Yeah, I think it. I think it's a wifey loophole. And if you're married, I think you would agree with me. So I get my husband, like most wives, presents for birthdays and Christmas and stuff like that. And then he doesn't use them. And that's okay. Like, I've come to accept that. It's, I know he likes what I get him and it's like a little bit of joy. And then it sits in a drawer unused or on a hanger unused and... I see it every time I go into the closet or I open a bathroom drawer or whatever. I see all these gifts and I'm like, 
it drives me nuts because they're sitting there unused. And then I tell myself, it doesn't matter. It's not your gift. You gave it. And that's all you can do. And then I said, but what if they do get used? And so I have started using the gifts that I get him for Christmas. If, if they have sat unopened or untouched for a year, then I'm like, that is fair game. So I got him these really cool like AirPod cleaners unopened. So I use them myself. I got him this like maroon hoodie that I loved would look amazing on him. He doesn't wear it. That's okay. I'm not going to be mad at you for not using a gift, but I am going to use it and make sure that gift gets used. Now, when you put on, have you worn the hoodie? Yes. In his presence? Yes. Did he remember that it was a gift for him? Nope. Wow. <laughs> nope. And, and that's okay because not every gift is going to be on the money. Like there are gifts I get him that he loves and he uses frequently and other ones he likes or he says he likes them and they don't get used. And I will not ever complain. I might remind him like, hey, don't forget you have these ear pod cleaners. Hey, don't forget I got you an ice cream maker, a pasta, whatever. And if he doesn't want to use them, that's fine. I'm not mad at it. But am I an a-hole? For then, after I've like been like, hey, don't forget you own this item. And if it's unused for at least a year, am I an a-hole for then using it? No. Isn't this just the rules of marriage? It's in the <laughs> vows. Like what? what's yours is mine. That's what I said. What's mine is yours. And technically, you also bought them with your shared bank account, I'm assuming, or mm-hmm. with your money. I think this is all fair. All is fair in love and marriage. I'm sitting here debating do you not say, hey, um, um, I got this for you for Christmas, but I'm going to wear it? No, because then I feel like that sounds passive aggressive. Um, it's going to come off as like, well, if you're not going to wear it, I'm going to wear it. But I can see that. I I'm can just see gonna, that. I'm just going to wear it. I'm not hiding anything. Like, Girl. I'll use it or I'll be like, hey, by the way, I opened your ear pod cleaners like, <laughs> to use them if you want to use them. So nothing's hidden. And this isn't supposed to be a passive aggressive thing. It's just I don't want the house full of unused stuff. That's really cool. Maybe I'm buying my own Christmas gifts. Maybe at this point. A- a-hole or wifey loophole. I see nothing wrong with it. You gave him a year to use it, you said. He actually saw you in it and didn't know it was yours. At this point, I think you should start buying things that are, you know, are ultimately for you. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with it. It's the Burt Show. The Burt Show.